I'm the executive in residence with the Management and International Business Department at Loyola University, Maryland. And I am privileged to be able to have this conversation with one of our board members, Lou Kistner, uh, to share career experiences and career advice with our students. Um, we created these interviews because we realized that our board members had a lot of relevant and useful information uh, about what's going on in today's business world that our students could learn from. So Lou, I wanna thank you for joining us today uh, and making some time to speak with the students and record this, uh, this interview. Um, could you take just a minute and tell us a little bit about your background, kind of how you, uh, you know, went from uh, various parts of your career through, uh, through the rest of it? Sure, sure, Dave. Um, unlike career paths today, I have worked for two companies and during my career, I'm now retired. And also after the two companies, I, for a number of years, I had my own consulting business. That probably is extraordinary given the circumstances for folks who are seeking a career today where they must move uh, more often than, than I had the uh, a need to do during my career. I started my career in uh, my working career in in human relations. And during the latter part of my working career, I transferred into community and government relations activities and also became the, um, the communications director for a major uh, chemical, international chemical company. Well, so, you know, that you mentioned, you know, kind of an atypical career given today's environment, right? You know, I think the idea that we're in heavy industries like uh, chemical and uh, steel is, is really kind of fascinating at this day and age. That must be a, uh, that must be a pretty fascinating uh, kind of uh, industry to work in, isn't it? I always wanted to work in manufacturing, not necessarily as a, as, as a, uh, a laborer, but at, in some role in manufacturing. So I was particularly interested in moving to, even beginning my career, to moving to a company that actually made something rather than a service service type of uh, activity. So that intrigued me. And so that's where I focused my career uh, in that area. And I was fortunate enough that I was able to work for two large companies, one a steel company and the other a, a chemical company uh, during my active business career. That's great. That's great. Well, one of the things we wanted to talk with you about was kind of international business. Uh, we, I know you're going to tell us a little bit about some of your experiences there. You know, our students are going through an interesting time right now, right? Uh, Loyola has a pretty robust study abroad program, but because of the pandemic, uh, those have been essentially shut down. And I think our students are experiencing loss on a lot of levels you know, about not being able to go abroad, not being able to sample another culture. And even though they're not necessarily working in that culture, uh, they are, uh, you know, missing out on some of those fundamental experiences that would enable them to feel more comfortable in thinking about a business, uh, you know, a career rather than international business. What would some of the differences of dealing internationally, I mean, outside of the travel and all that, I mean, you know, in terms of whether it's culture or whether it's 
you know, uh, the, way, the, the way they do things? What were some of the big differences you noticed that dealing internationally versus, say, dealing with a domestic group? What I found, which was also interesting to me, was that in most cases, wherever I traveled, the uh, key people at our facilities and also people like the receptionist at, and et cetera at the local hotels spoke very good English. So you weren't compelled to learn, learn a foreign language in order to communicate with the key people at our facilities overseas, nor as you were traveling, whether you, um, uh, you, you had to learn the language in order to get a hotel room. Or, or, but however, once you got outside the hotel, if you wanted to travel by taxi, or you wanted to go to a local restaurant, et cetera, uh, then you did need to have the uh, language skills that you could do that successfully and not embarrass your hosts, colleagues, or uh, yourself. So uh, those things were, I had an opportunity, or, or actually I had a requirement once where I was in London and I needed to call my, our president who was in Beijing. And it was amazing that the person who answered the phone at the hotel responded to me in perfect English. Uh, it was, it, 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 again, an example. But I, I think you have to get behind, beyond that and really learn the language in order to have social interactions and do things outside of just the interactions with the, your business partners who, like I say, largely with few exceptions, speak perfect English. Um, I would encourage uh, folks looking at international business activities or as a career to learn a foreign language and maybe one of the romance languages where that can be interposed with, uh, if you learn French, it's easier to speak, easier to learn the other romance languages like Italian and Spanish and Portuguese, although there are obviously differences among them. And also uh, the history and culture of, learn about the history and culture of the companies that you're working with and also maybe companies that you're having other interactions with that aren't part of your actual part of your corporation uh, because that gives you the opportunity to show that you you're sensitive to that culture and to that uh, area I think it's important because it, it it gives you that entree so that it's not a, a very stiff conversation between yourself and colleagues and customers and trade and trade press, where you have some sense of, of how that area came to be, what their history is, not only their history, but what are the what are the things that are important to them, so that you can comment on these things in a social way, and show your affinity for that or for that uh, uh, area. You know that's great advice. Uh, you know, particularly given that our students can't travel abroad right now. Certainly, the study abroad program is on hiatus. Um, but those are things they can be doing now to kind of bolster themselves, right? I mean, they can reading be reading about international business. They can be, you know, studying a language. They can be 
you know, trying to uh, show that they haven't just been dormant during this time, right? They've actually acquired some of those things. Because as you point out, a lot of that social interaction, just the, the effect that you try to speak a language, even if you don't have to do it perfectly, right? Because they're, they're going to speak English most of the time anyway, but your business colleagues. But, you know, uh, that just shows a real you know, uh, desire to try to understand their culture and actually try to connect with them. With one, only one exception, when I was in France, the opportunities I took to speak the language, and I guess that's the important thing, you just to not only have to be able to know the language, but you have to kind of uh, get, get, get together and actually speak it, even though you know you're, you may make mistakes, but it, you, you can't learn a language without really forcing yourself to speak it, even though it may be yeah. awkward for you to do it. By and large, with only one exception that I can recall, when I attempted to speak uh, French, uh, either in Paris, La Havre, or in Alsace, um, people were most helpful and very positive about uh, my having at least tried to uh, express myself in, in their language. Um, and and uh, even in Paris, where, you know, the... Um, um, the view is that the, the Parisians are very much um, uh, anti-American, and particularly in terms of language, that we don't speak it correctly. But I, I found that it did work for me. And also, I had the opportunity of being personally trained in both French and in uh, Brazilian Portuguese when we acquired the oper operations in those two, uh, two countries. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I found that same thing. I am very bad with languages. I was never that well trained on languages, but I found that when I was in Paris, for instance, uh, my subtle, my, you know, my futile attempts at uh, French actually, you know, were well received, you know, by waiters and people that are often viewed as gruff. So, uh, Lou, this has been great. Uh, maybe as a kind of a wrap up, what, you know, kind of ex advice would you share with students, particularly, you know, those thinking about a career in international business? What kinds of things would you advise them to do? Obviously learning a language sounds like something, but what, what things would you recommend they do? Well, I think internships for, at the student, for student level, I think internships are, are, can be critical, obviously not only to uh, getting experience, but also uh, preparing for a career with, potentially a career with a company. So I would, uh, I would encourage students to, um, to, find internships with an international business. I mean, two that come to mind locally are McCormick's and W.R. Grace, which uh, both have their uh, global headquarters here in Maryland. And, uh, and they have operations, uh, obviously, in, in, around the world. And, and that's getting a, uh, an internship with, a company, with companies like that. And ideally, uh, having an internship that involves um, working with the companies the company's uh, international operations and going to one of their international operations, I think can be a real asset, uh, if not with that particular company, as a background for seeking a, a career with another international company. I know one of the challenges today is the fact that with the pandemic, uh, everything is being done electronically. And I think that's going to curtail to some degree and maybe a great degree of the the opportunity to actually do international business travel personally, whereas I think most much of that, to the extent it can be done, will be done electronically. But nonetheless, I think um, I found it exciting, uh, rewarding, 
um, and um, I'm very happy to have had that as part of my career that I was involved personally, directly, and in a significant way in the international business of, of the chemical company I worked for for two decades. Well, it certainly sounds like it, Lou, and it sounds like uh, your, your fulfilling life uh, has a lot of good lessons for our students. So with that, I want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview and sharing your experiences. I think you've given our students a lot to think about, whether it's you know, how quickly they have to learn how to pack or uh, how they should really <laughs> comport themselves when they're, uh, you know, dealing socially with some of the people in international business. But it's been a pleasure talking to you, as it always is. Uh, and I want to thank you very much for making the time. Thank not, you. Not, not a problem. And uh, if there are any specifics that any of the students might want to learn more about, I'd be happy to try to respond. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lou. We appreciate it.